fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 51 of the third season of the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Rose Street Journal paving your way, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, and ultimately, hopefully, a fantasy championship. We just put week 11, or actually, you know what, I shouldn't even say we put week 11 in the books, because we got a really serious game coming up tonight with Mm. just tons of fantasy implications. Obviously, tons of games still undecided, but by the time you hear this pod, probably week 11 will be in the books. How was your week 11, Wolf? Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones, with me as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself, and I want to know, how was your week 11? in fantasy oh it's fantastic you know when you just face like the biggest cream puff matchup i got like wentz yeah that was, that was me this week four oh it's just the best when you my team didn't do great wasn't anything special by any means but a uh, hundred points were more than enough to get the job done this week and i still have Mahomes and cooks and it's just nice it's one of those the second time this year i've actually ridden into this night with the game already decided in my favor, nonetheless. So it's a great feeling. Good, good week. Next week's going to be the real hell, though, with Mahomes and Cooks on mm-hmm. by and my uh, my receivers. I don't even want to talk about it. Just embarrassing. Two point eight from John Brown. One point three from Scantling. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do. I, this week. I ha- but they were both in my starting lineup. Both those guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about a guy that I'm probably going to be looking at, and they were both in my starting lineup too. And uh, there's at least one guy on the waivers I'm pretty intrigued about that we'll be talking about, and it's just disgusting to even mention his name it's not i don't know why just intriguing i'm not intrigued i'm embarrassed but somebody at least that i can maybe (laughs) cuddle later on this week uh, for some type of value we'll talk about him shortly all right i'm looking forward to hearing about it yeah my my week i'm I'm in in four leagues and i won three but i got absolutely annihilated in the one that Mm -hmm. i care the most about and now i'm at six and five and i don't know man Oh, I thought fast. I, yeah, a little bit. I was five and two, so I mean, I've lost uh, three out of my last four. It's Ooh. a yeah, it's not good. I mean, buys killed me. This is one of the first uh, years in a while where I just feel like I just got my brains beat in by buys, and I know everyone mm. deals with them, so it's not like special for me. But I feel like they affected me especially badly, and now I'm yeah, I'm running for cover. And uh, I did win an RSJ again. I think Keegs is going to kill me next week though because I've. Gurley Woods and Tyree Kill, and they will all be off next week oh, as I play. Keegs, who is going to go undefeated, potentially. <sighs> it's crazy. It's I, mean, I can't believe I'm, it. I've I'm never like, seen it. No, me either. And I'm 10 and 1. My only loss was to him in week one. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm probably going to lose to him again here in week 12 because I won't have anybody playing. A Saints Chiefs showdown. Like yeah, that, kind right? of. Yeah, we're, I'll get him in the playoffs, hopefully. Right. All right, let's get right into it. We got uh, some, you know, some key storylines to talk about. We got risers, we got fallers, we got penny stocks, and uh, you know, we got some a little bit of trainers' room information. But we're going to start off with some of the key storylines. Let's talk about the Ravens' offense, man. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure what I think about the Ravens' offense, uh, but of course, we want to talk. I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about Gus the Bus Edwards, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. And Lamar Miller. Bust. I mean, we might as well. Yeah, let's talk about all these guys because, good lord. Uh, you know, as, as you know, John Brown on on one of the you know best best receiver matchups for the rest of the year. You're totally right. Uh, removing Flacco really changed a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, now abs- I don't know what absolutely. to think. So talk about the Ravens for me. Well, let's talk about first Gus. Mm-hmm. The talk bus about the bus Edwards. for me. What a monster just coming out of the earth's crust uh, from nowhere. No one's ever heard of this guy and potentially a stretch run hero. Gus the bus Edwards, 6'1", 235 pound steamroller. Just pulverized those hapless Bengals. 115 yards, a TD on 17 carries. Just absolutely rolling in a monster the entire time. If you watched any of the game, you would just barreling through the hole, barreling through defenders. Nobody could stop this guy. Everyone just bouncing off of him, just like choke slamming people into the earth, it seemed like. The guy was an unstoppable monster. Uh, and he really just, according to John uh, Harbaugh, took the bull by the horns after the game in his post-press uh, conference saying, Alex Collins, meanwhile, a pathetic 18 yards on seven early carries. Got a score and looked ready to be that monster we were expecting. Uh, but ultimately, was it wasn't the one to pan out. So... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. Go ahead. <laughs> it deservedly so, but Gus the Bus, man, uh, pretty much available in every single league because nobody even knew who he was until this week. Uh, but a monster, just a steamroller type of guy that seems ready to take over that starting role. Uh, and, and he's got, as we've talked about time and time again, why we loved Alex Collins, the most delicious running back slate moving forward, just a cakewalk strength of schedule. If Edwards truly is the guy moving forward, he's going to be a stretch run hero. He's a bulldozer in this type of a juicy matchup. Uh, you got to like what you saw, especially true if Lamar Jackson can maintain a quarterback who we're about to talk about in a he second. He just had like 27 rushes or something. Right, exactly. Lamar Jackson setting a, I think, quarterback record since 1950. 27 rushes, doing some damage with him, 117 rushing yards. As we talked about before the uh, It's like the four and a half show. yards a carry. I mean, yeah, that, that's solid. solid. Yeah. Solid clip for the guy and just stiff-arming, elusiveness, showed it all. He's, he's truly a running back, as we said on the pregame show. His vision, his patience, he, he just looks like a running back out there with the ball in his hands and clearly deployed that way. Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, historically very run-heavy and definitely getting back to those roots with 54 runs to 19 passes. That's quite the ratio right there. 13 straight runs to begin the game as well, really kind of setting that tone. This is what we're going to do. So clearly it was a much different offense. Now, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson himself, can you trust him can you use him i'd say yeah i've used tebow before in the past as just strictly rushing quarterback oh come on this is like two guys at once you can't give me the three right. minutes for, you I'm know just this, warning you all right i appreciate the little tickle there uh but but ultimately he's absolutely ripping the ball looks real good doing it so just in terms of rushing upside alone he's worth rostering and owning never mind the fact that he gets the raiders coming up this uh, uh. this week they're saying flacco is the like, newly rejuvenated raiders yeah please. coming off a big win Against the pathetic Cardinals, the two most pathetic cream puff teams in the league right there. Uh, Lamar Jackson should run all over those guys just like he did against the Bengals if he's a streamer. Uh, if you need a Pat Mahomes bye week fill a Jared Goff bye week fill Lamar Jackson makes a very legitimate option uh, and potentially could take over that starting role with a good performance. And just like the running back, Gus the Bus, uh, we got uh, just the juiciest quarterback matchup for Lamar Jackson. I know that means a lot different things considering he's more of a running back than he is a quarterback. But the easiest running back schedule, the easiest passing schedule, that could mean just absolute money for Lamar Jackson if he takes over this role. So you, you got to be excited about that one. I'm, I'm excited about both Gus the Bus 
and Lamar Jackson down this stretch run. Uh, but obviously, as you saw, too, with John Brown, if you own their passing game weapons, you can't be feeling too enthusiastic if Lamar Jackson's the stretch run quarterback. No, I'm not too enthusiastic. Um, and, 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 my, negative here. and I would have said, hey, it's okay. I got Marquez Valdez-Scanling on my bench. I can just bring him in instead. But, oh, my God. If there's someone worse than John Brown, that's probably the guy. Anyway, uh, let's talk about quarterback carousels and not just quarterback carousels. Let's talk about quarterback carousels from hell. And for that, if you want to go directly to hell and see what a quarterback carousel looks like, I'm going to take you to beautiful Tampa Bay where Ryan Fitzpatrick was benched again for Jameis Winston. Um, over under on Jameis Winston being benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick, one and a half weeks. What do you think? I think he's going to last the rest of the season. I really do. I have some faith in Jameis. Do you know why I don't? I heard that if he if he gets hurt, they're on the hook for twenty million guaranteed. Ah, very good point. Yeah, the uh, the injury. Well, I'm surprised they're playing him. The I'm office, surprised right? they're playing him at all. I really am. It's true that it is risking at this point. What the fuck's the point? Uh, It's been the nightmarish, as you said, quarterback carousel from hell. You can just picture like the circus music with some like demented accordion, some stupid, this like nightmare creatures from it crawling out. That's that's what this quarterback carousel has been. Uh, But ultimately, it's been actually very fantasy valuable when somebody doesn't get benched mid game. Now, that's, of course, the risk here with Winston. If you're going to use him moving forward, if Fitzpatrick takes over when they get benched mid mid game, they're obviously you. Useless and it crushes their day uh, because they're getting benched for throwing three interceptions and being negative fantasy points and all that. But when they make it through a full game, it's been unbelievable. They're averaging 361 passing yards as a team, thanks to, as we've talked about time and time again on this podcast, one, a bottom barrel defense, just god awful, cannot stop anybody, not even the fucking Giants could they stop. Then two, the Giants uh, hung 38 on these guys. Yeah. I repeat, the Giants <laughs> hung 38 points on a National Football League team. Yeah. And, and almost Giants, lost, by the way. Exactly. They almost blew it, too, because of Winston. We'll get to Winston specifically, but just the setup is what we're painting here. And Todd Munkin's air raid style offense just chucks it deep time and time again. The weapons cabinet cannot be argued. You got Mike Evans. You got O.J. Howard streaking down the field. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson still has the wheels. Godwin, a solid red zone threat. And then the guy I've been talking about alluding to at the beginning of the podcast, who I'm considering picking up and starting right now, Adam Humphreys, another touch down he's got double digits in four of his last five games i think i'm gonna be rolling this motherfucker which crazily blows my mind and i also might be hooking him up with Jameis winston who himself wasn't bad the humphreys winston stack yeah the humphreys winston <laughs> stack of all epic proportions oh, 12 of 16 it's gonna be an epic pig a, roast in tampa uh, bay hey you never know i think honestly i'm that desperate we'll get into that situation in a second but 12 of 16 for winston 199 so almost 200 in less than two quarters of actions two tds of course an interception that's what just happens when you throw a bucks quarterback out there but you just saw everything you like the air yards the deep passing mike evans got going we've talked a few times on this podcast too it's typically the tight ends that benefit from Winston 120.7 passer rating when targeting tight ends but this week it was all Mike Evans so maybe there is a little bit of hope he's finding that chemistry he has historically and this is why I love Humphreys been much more protective uh, productive Jameis Winston has targeting his slot receivers uh, 90 passer rating versus a 76 for his outside guys but we saw Evans really get roasting this week so either way if you got Goff or Mahomes I know I just talked about Lamar Jackson as a streaming quarterback I would rather roll 
roll Winston. I know how risky that is, uh, but just uh, the 400 passing yards. I think yard the upside from Winston, even though I hate the guy, is, is much higher because yeah, I Sam, mean he uh, he can pass for yards even if he's not super right. accurate. Yeah, what do you think of that? Would you go Winston or Lamar Jackson if you're facing the screen? I'd go yeah, Winston. It's, it's, the, the in-game benching really the only risk there. He's going to get twenty to thirty. I don't if he's see. It. I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's precedent for them getting in-game benched the day, like the week that they took over. Yeah, it, it usually there's that, usually at least one buffer week in there. Yeah, I'm hoping that that's yeah. this week. I'm, obviously, I'll just cut him right away. After oh sure, he, he's cuttable. He's cuttable. San Fran eighth most points to quarterbacks. And then you got Carolina and New Orleans. The next two after that. All three are home matchups, so he's got a, a cake schedule. Winston, only 10% owned. A guy worth looking at if you're QB needy or you got a bye week fill-in situation. All right, let's talk about the surging Saints. And uh, there are a lot of people's choice right now for the best team in the NFL. And i got to say, it's hard to argue with that. Who would you, yeah, who would you put above them at this uh, point? I, I, in New Orleans, I don't, I don't think anybody's beating the no. Saints. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they handled the Rams. Um, you know, people are like, oh, what about, I mean, I don't know, man, I'll bet you, I, I feel like if they played the Patriots, they would just smoke them right now. So we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. you, know, you never know. There's intangibles that come into play. Drew Brees has like 24 touchdowns in one pick or something. So yeah, he's a pretty good player. Um, yeah. Ingram up finally. Breeze, Mike Thomas, unstoppable. Mike Thomas uh, catching like 92% of his passes or something that Breeze throws his way. Traquan Smith, talk to us about the Saints. You got a minute and a half to tell me everything you can about the Saints. Well, you got five different players going 17 plus fantasy points in one game, two going for over 30. I mean, what else do you need to know? One, Traquan Smith, maybe the most kind of out there name, 26% owned, so a, a limited owned part of this explosive attack. Unfortunately, I dropped him in every league I owned him, which is just so fucking embarrassing. It's a, we got to come up with a word it's for so that too. It's so yeah, exactly. You drop the guy and he goes for fucking 30 the next week. So he, he logged a team high, his career high, 13 targets, 10 catches, 157 at a TD. I mean, what an explosion. It's tough to know whether that's going to be consistent moving forward or not. This is certainly the highest volume we've seen out of this guy, and he clearly did a ton of damage with it. So maybe this rapport is firmly established and he can move forward. I, I certainly wish I still had him instead of fucking Scantlin and John Brown. God. But nonetheless, this offense is obviously rolling breeze three. 63, four TDs, just another ho-hum over 28 for his third straight game, dominating Mike Thomas, as you mentioned, 90% over catch rate, just ridiculous. Kamara getting into the end zone. But the other guy, uh, other than Traquan, that deserves some mention here is Mark Ingram. There's a lot of talk that, you know, he's fading out and this isn't his offense, but if they're going to keep blowing teams out like this, I know going into the game, I was a little bit skeptical of his game flow and how the Cincinnati Bengals presented the perfect situation of them getting up so huge and then bleeding the clock. But this seems like a situation that might happen every single week, at least when they're in the mega, uh, the Superdome. So Ingram definitely feel a lot more comfortable with him as my RB two, even a low end RB one moving forward, 103, two TDs, 22 fantasy points, uh, just such a dominant overall attack and overall team destroying, just hazing Philadelphia 48 to seven. And, and you saw the game, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it could have been way worse. Like they yeah. could have, they could have dropped 60 plus points on them. No problem. Like no. they they eased up legit like for the whole fourth quarter. Um, let's talk about fallers, uh, and the Eagles would be on this list by the way. Oh, if you could just sure. put them on, what a bunch of jacket! Can you believe that team beat you in the Super Bowl like oh, less than a year up, ago? Up. Get the fuck out of here! No, I will not. Demarius <laughs> Thomas blanked. Kiki Cutie shines versus Washington. What do you think about Thomas? And by the way, did you see what happened to Alex Smith? 
Uh, we'll get there in the, the trainer's oh, room. Oh, yeah, that trainer's room. Right. Let's talk about uh, Demarius Thomas real quick. But it, almost as frightening as Demarius Thomas's value His in vegan fantasy. diet. This vegan pathetic loser uh, is, is showing why we said to never trust the vegan. Uh, he's played 80% of the Texan snaps, so he was involved, even more involved than Kiki Cutie in terms of being on the field. But that didn't mean anything. One robust target with not a single catch in mind for Demarius Thomas. Just a pathetic day for the vegan and a pathetic season overall. There's some hope that maybe going to a quarterback upgrade with Watson and maybe a better coach and Bill O'Brien that he could reignite, you know, reignite some of his long lost value, but he's always been a vegan still. So obviously he's not re- resurging at any point this season, uh, especially you get Kiki Cutie's first game back and he goes for a team high nine targets, explodes for a team high 77 yards as well. Uh, they have a similar style of play, kind of similar areas of the field. So if Cutie's the one that has that pre-established rapport with Watson, that seems to be the edge gainer there. Uh, and with this offense just becoming more and more low volume in terms of a passing perspective. They're kind of letting the defense win the games and let Lamar Miller run out the clock. It just is all downhill for Demarius. I'd cut the guy at this point, whereas Cutie, only 30% owned, still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, he's the guy clearly to own behind Hopkins in this passing attack. I would absolutely cut Demarius Thomas. I don't see any reason. Uh, there, there's nothing Not- that indicates to me that he's worth a roster spot or a, you know, much less a starting spot on your team. I just have not, not seen it. Even when he was on the Broncos, I didn't see anything evidence you no. know, for that. He was uh, in our must-avoid list the entire yeah, The whole time because all yeah. that tofu he's cramming down his fucking throat. Awful. <laughs> Eric Ebron succumbs to the snap count finally, and we we warned you about this a week ago, mm-hmm. and then, of course, he scored three touchdowns. But, I mean, it was like three touchdowns on four touches, and now it's like, you know, reality has caught up with him. Uh, right. you, you think he's maybe a dud the rest of the way? I mean, because the Colts scored a lot of points in that game. Exactly. I, I wouldn't call him a dud the rest of the way because the tight end position is such a dud as a whole that many owners, unless you own one of the elites, the Ertzes who even busted this week, the Kelseys, you know, that elite tier. Other than that, you're hoping for a touchdown or bust dart throw. And obviously Ebron with uh, the, the league leading uh Position-wise, touchdowns for tight ends, he still is a great bet for a weekly score, even on these low snap and target totals. But we did warn you, he was the number one buy, uh, sell high tight end target in our trade deadline guy. Um, and like you mentioned, three touchdowns to just two weeks ago. So th- there's the volatility right there. Three touchdowns and you, you get comfortable thinking he's going to just always have those money red zone targets. Doesn't see a single target this entire game. Gets the dreaded dash. Uh, and it's all because Beanstalk, we've talked about the snap totals and the, the target totals have always been in the Beanstalk's favor. Jack Doyle, if you don't know who I'm talking about with the Beanstalk, just imagine what, what I mean by that. He's been in for 93%, 96%, 73%, 87%. 82% of the snaps Jack Doyle has, whereas Ebron, 45, 26, 21, 38, 40. Just less than half oftentimes is Ebron in there. And less than half the targets, 29 targets for Doyle as to 15 for Ebron when they're both on the field together. And the, the hardest rest-of-season tight end schedule, it's you got to be nervous rolling Ebron out there. I would look to maybe pick up Cameron Brait, my most hated guy. If you've been I a long can't time believe listener, you. You know I want to spit in his face and slap him. 
But O.J. Howard is getting a second opinion on his ankle injury, huh. and we know Winston has loved Brait historically. So only if Howard's out would I ever consider going to Brait. But I think it's worth a stash and see because that would be some more dependable volume than what Eric Ebron's currently offering. You. All right, let's talk. And plus, I mean, you, you also have to take into account that while Eric Ebron is probably at least decently equipped down there, Jack Doyle has got, you know. Oh, at least six inches on him. At least. And tons of girth. Of course, yeah, the thickest. Uh, anyway, pen, penny stocks, uh, and of course, these are penny stocks beyond Gus the Bus and Traquan Smith. Uh, yeah. Fantasy sleeper Josh Adams of the Eagles of the forty-eight to seven, uh, getting rolled over a barrel and doiled mm. until you know they <laughs> didn't, they couldn't take it anymore. Uh, Eagles. Uh, Josh Adams continues the takeover of that vaunted Eagles backfield. Uh, tell me why he's worth a shit. Yeah, I mean, it was the one bright spot in what you just mentioned, the worst doiling a team has received this entire year. Uh, That was one bright spot, and that was Josh Adams. Seven carries, 53 yards, so well over seven and a half yards per clip. And uh, a TD while also going in for 55% of the team's snaps. So it seems like everything continues to trend towards Josh Adams being the lead guy. Uh, Again, does there that much upside to this situation, though, if he's the lead guy? He's 32% owned, I think definitely worth a stash, especially when you see Corey Clement go for a healthy Wendell Smallwood yards. had negative four yards. <laughs> a nice negative four from Wendell Smallwood. So nobody else is doing anything behind this guy. So And maybe at some point Doug Peterson will wake up. He said we're going to give this guy more carries. Proceeded to only give him seven. Obviously game flow had partly to do with that when you get down that big that early. But still, it maybe just maybe Adams will finally become like a 15 to 20 carry guy. He's clearly flashing the most talent. He's got 161 yards on his last 23 carries carries leading the team in yards and carries for three straight weeks now he's clearly the guy it's just a matter of will that guy become more than he hasn't topped nine carries yet will he become enough volume that you could actually depend on him probably not he's also had the hardest rest of season schedule moving forward still well worth a a, you know the offense i know how pathetic they were probably still a top 15 offense in this league though uh and if those stars align and he gets the 15 to 20 carries he'd be a nice nice uh flex play the rest of the season so a guy I'm at least stashing right now is the clear-cut Eagles guy to own. By the way, being the clear-cut Eagles backfield leader is similar to when, like, we were talking about if Alan Hearns was maybe the best Dallas receiver earlier in right. the year. Right, exactly, right. right. It's not exactly. The skinniest kid at fat camp right. style thing. It's not like, like being the best receiver on the Saints or something like no. that. God, no. All right, DJ Moore reminds fantasy owners of explosive upside. Uh, now, this this DJ Moore, I mean, I told you I got annihilated in my hometown league. The guy that beat me, and he beat me by almost 100 points, had DJ Moore sitting on his bench, so he didn't even need him. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was pretty ugly. Uh, DJ Moore, I think, had 29 PPR points this week or something Lovely. like that. It was a, a huge game. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Seven catches on eight targets, 157 yards, a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, monster game. I wanted to make sure we address this guy for your boy, Will M. Yeah, he, he was the guy who beat me oh, by almost 100 points. Oh, he the one that slapped yeah. you around Yeah, a it, was, bit? it was awful. Oh. It was terrible. You should send in some audio for you that we can play on Wednesday. By the uh, way, my buddy, Will M, uh, just ha- has a... a Carolina Panthers talk podcast, which is which really? is recent. It I don't even know if I don't think you can get it on iTunes or anything, but it's like, but it's on Facebook, and it's just <laughs> and it's just him kind of just just ranting for like twenty I or thirty it. minutes. And I there there was one, yeah, it was it's great. Uh, and th- he actually uh, just had himself live audio for the fourth quarter of the Panthers game that they lost twenty to nineteen, and I mean, oh, it was, it's man. just it's fantastic. It's that really cool it's not right it's there. not like. <laughs> 
high quality stuff, but it's worth like a two or three minute listen if you ever some have high time. quality emotion behind it at least, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean he was <laughs> that, dev- that must be a roller coaster to listen to. He that was sounds- devastated. Absolutely. I imagine so. Uh, but DJ Moore coming back to life now. It's similar to Trey Quan Smith. Can you fully trust either of these guys yet? They both blow up. They both provide weak winners. Also, <laughs> my apologies goes out to CJ who asked DJ Moore, Trey Quan Smith or Dante Moncrief. And guess which one I picked? I'm guessing you probably said Moncrief. Oh, my apologies, CJ. I think I ruined his season, and that's horrible. But still, I mean, he was on the same train. It's like, yep, I had him in anyways, so I guess I don't feel that horrible. Still awful, though. I mean, the, both these guys blow up for over 30 fantasy points. Uh, he had an 82-yard gain after the catch. Almost everything came after the catch for Moore, which was his calling card coming out of college. Uh, everything was about the Panthers are going to exploit this guy's run after the catch explosive ability, and we haven't seen it consistently. But maybe, just maybe, this is the game that truly launch pads him to a dominant stretch run. He has a tough matchup coming up this week against the Seahawks, but after that, the schedule opens up and is just pure cake. We talked about how easy Cam Newton's schedule is. Now, obviously, that also applies to the wide receivers. So if this guy can see consistent volume, starting with the Bucks in two weeks, he's just going to go for an epic stretch run. Still, a, a lot of impatient owners, just like I got with Traquan Smith, cut this guy. So he's only 39% owned. Check your league's See if this guy's out there. He's got like over 120 sandwich between two duds. That's the risk that goes with him. But there is the chance he establishes some real consistency down the stretch and is a season changer for you. We got two quick injury uh, things to do. But before we do, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the Dak Prescott versus Ben Roethlisberger bet that we made (laughs) on the pod um, last week. And the reason it's significant is because you actually texted me, you know, like halfway through the one o'clock game (laughs) or or whatever it was. And uh, point out Ben Roethlisberger, 0.00 passer rating. And you were correct. But now let me just (laughs) let me give you my rebuttal, which is why you were an idiot to ever make this bet in the first place, which is that Ben Roethlisberger in the Steelers offense can put up more points in three minutes than mm-hmm. Dak Prescott can in an entire football game when he has a favorable matchup. And so, that's exa- it was actually not even three minutes. It was the last, like, 59 seconds. Don't even – Right, the last 59 minutes. seconds. But, I mean, Ben like, Roethlisberger <laughs> had one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback have Correct. until, like, maybe a minute left in the third quarter when yeah. he just kind of threw the ball up in the air at Antonio Brown for, like, 80 oh, yards. AD, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but I, it's just like – and at that point, I was like, oh, he's totally – I'm totally going to win this bet, even though yeah. I had zero points, like – you, you can't bet on Dak Prescott ever. Don't ever do that no. again. No, that was stupid. I agree. That was dumb of me. Shame, you looked shame, smart shame. for a little over a half, though. Yeah, I looked genius for over a half. A bunch of my duds. My duds were all hitting all over the place. I, a few of them still did, but that one was not one of them, unfortunately. All right, let's talk the trainer's room. We got one that's fantasy relevant, one that's not. We're going to talk about both anyway. Carryon Johnson flashes RB1 upside before suffering a knee sprain. Yes, I played against Carryon Johnson in the game I got destroyed in. One of many people that lit me up. Didn't mm-hmm. matter that he got hurt. Uh, what, are you, what are you hearing about him? Yeah, so it's, it's a, uh, I believe MCL sprain was the latest diagnosis. So they're calling him week to week. So not a season ender, not anything that's you know long term lingering that he needs to have off season surgery for or anything like that. Which you got to be happy about. I'm pumped for him because he just <coughs> had such a beastly game uh, this last week, as you you full well know. Oh, I know. Uh, 
most importantly, getting the goal line touches before the injury. So Blunt wasn't seen from. It was kind of that every down workhorse role with Riddick kind of obviously mixing in on the receiving downs. But carry on was seeing plenty of receiving love, plenty of goal line love. So uh, it was a beautiful performance that looked like it was ready to just launch this guy into stretch run hero type of potential. Of course, he, he ends up suffering the knee injury and is now week to week. Uh, they've already ruled him out for Thanksgiving, essentially. He's not going to be playing on Thursday night. So you obviously have to have your backup plans. Maybe now Riddick, who's under 30% owned right now, I think 22% was the last I saw. Uh, definitely an intriguing streamer. He's already been seeing a ton of PPR volume, a lot yeah. of targets uh, week in and week out. Marvin Jones still banged up, so it might become the Theo Riddick show, a guy I would be very interested in adding and streaming on Thanksgiving Day. And if you're completely desperate at your flex and you need something to fill in for Gurley or Hunt, maybe, just maybe, Blunt will plod his fat ass into the end zone. Unlikely, he's just useless and, and pathetic. But maybe, just maybe, there's a chance with Carryon Johnson removed for a week or two that Blunt can have some sort of late run, you know, upside here for you. And Not may- upside. And maybe but- if you didn't know that he plays on the Vikings now, maybe you could pick up Amir Abdullah. Yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, last but not least, Alex Smith. This is not really fantasy relevant, but it's probably worth a minute just to talk about, oh, uh, you know, pretty terrible injury. The Theisman-esque. Yeah. I don't know if you are familiar with the Theisman injury. I mean, maybe you are just because you're a football fan. It was certainly before your time. Yeah. Well, have you heard all the parallels? Like not only just the same exact injury, but I guess it was uh, the same exact day like just that many years back in history and the same exact score on the scoreboard. I did not know that. Just like crazy kind of spooky esque injury. And of course both played, they're both playing for Washington. So exactly. Yeah. So it was unbelievably like a a haunting type of thing that happened there. Just, it it was awful. I feel bad for Smith. One of the hardest workers in the game. Yep. Great teammate, you know, obviously a pedestrian fantasy quarterback, but that's not what matters here. This guy's career is clearly on the line now. Uh, all the tweets right before we started, like 10 minutes before going, we're talking about how his bone broke through the skin. Yeah. And now you got to be worried about like infections and just regaining mobility in the first place. So to say his, his career is on jeopardy is definitely, a, you know, a very fair statement. Never mind just his ability to walk like a normal human, which is just awful. You feel bad for a guy that just has <clears throat> Worked so hard and had a, a very solid career in the league. Uh, it just we're, we're kind of pouring one out to him. Poor yeah. guy. Uh, if there's any fantasy implications, I wouldn't know of them, and I, I don't think it's the place to talk about him either way. Uh, just poor Alex Smith. I, I wish all the best. Speedy recovery. Hopefully successful surgery. Gain that that mobility and everything back for the guy. Whether or not his career resumes, I just hope for the best for him. How can yeah. you root the guy? There's nobody out there. That's no, like I mean, Alex you know. I'm, I'm an Alex Smith fan. Like I admit yeah, it. I mean, and, and and I hate Washington. So I mean, that's saying something. But I'm I'm a fan of just like the I'm not super super talented, but I'm a like a really effective game manager. He's got yeah. a great winning record over his career. Um, he got benched for Kaepernick after an injury, um, and I think probably after the dust had settled after like a year, San Francisco had probably wished that they had stuck with Smith yeah, um, because Kaepernick absolutely. basically blew up for like a year, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for the guy. I'll bet his career's over personally. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see how much he wants it. I mean, the guy's made a lot of money, uh, to me. I don't know how much incentive there is to come back. Depends. Like, I mean, I think he's 34 right. years old. Uh, right. you know, if I were him, I'd probably hang it up and I'd say, Absolutely. you know, what? it's been fun and, and yeah. I'm, I'm pulling for him either way. All right. Well, if you got any social media you want to pump up before we take off. Of course, you can find me at Roto Street Wolf on Twitter tomorrow as this uh, pod gets released Tuesdays. I always do a Roto Street rankings rundown. If you haven't tuned in, uh, Facebook Live. 
Roto Street Journal on Facebook where you can find me. I just kind of bring you behind the curtain, do my rankings live on air, answer any sit-start questions, any trade, anything like that. Just a good interactive show. It's been really picking up some steam. We got we got our boys Steven and Jordan and uh, Mike. We got I mean, I, I'm forgetting a bunch, but we got people that come in every week that, that tune in. So come in, be part of that show. It's a great time. And then you can obviously find us on Instagram as well, Roto Street Journal, and then Roto ST Journal on Twitter and Snapchat if you want to hit up either of those channels. Any questions at all? We got, what, two more games now until the playoffs? It is stretch run time. We'll be, of course, here on Wednesday. Or will will we be good to go on Wednesday? I don't know. if Thanksgiving might throw a wrench into things. I can I go know. if you can go. I should be able to go. Maybe we got to go a little earlier in the day if you're able to go. We'll figure I'm, it I'm out. I'm flexible on Wednesday, so right, let's do it. Cool. Awesome. So we'll, we'll be little, here for a little behind-the-scenes stuff that you folks don't yeah, usually get to hear when we hammer out the details. Right. Live scheduling right here on air for you. Uh, so we'll be here for another preview podcast to get you ready for Thanksgiving Day, one of my favorite holidays of all time, too. So uh, well, hopefully you'll spend that with the fantasy fullback dive for a little bit of your Thanksgiving. Your family. You know, your, your football family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll keep okay. paving that path for you, though, if you subscribe We'd love uh, to hear any feedback, any reviews. It's our oxygen. We love that stuff. Let's get you down to this title stretch run, baby. We're, we're here. We're here to pave that path. All right, real quick. Who do you like tonight? Rams, Chiefs? I'm going Chiefs, baby. It's Mahomes. Come on. That's my boy. I'm pulling for the Chiefs, too. Let's All right, go. my name's Nat The Truth Jones. And I'm the Wolf. Hopefully you win in week 11. And best of luck in week 12, guys. Later. So hold for the applause. oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd And take our final bow Oh, it's our time to go But at least we stole the show 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.